Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today, oh boy, it's it's going to get kind of weird, people. This is going to be a weird one, because we were talking about 2004's Seed of Chucky, the fifth movie in the Child's Play series. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> what a movie. What a movie indeed. I am joined by our Child's Play correspondent, Nikki Bunt. How you doing, man? Uh, good. I more reluctantly hold that title every movie we do. Yeah, that's grow. fair. I, I, I think I think they can't get weirder, but time and time again, I've been proven wrong. The good news is this one is probably peak weird. Uh, I think it's a little bit okay. more normal from here. This is about as weird as it gets. I would I would I would I would put money down on that. Okay. The the furthest they probably go into the the kind of comedy yep. section of the of the art for sure. Uh, yeah, this is definitely, you know, from here on out, once we get to the next movie, Curse of Chucky, it's a lot more serious and grounded. Okay. I, I mean, as much as you can get for a killer doll movie. Sure, absolutely. A family of them, nonetheless, yes. now. Uh, so what did you think of Seed of Chucky? This is your first time watching it. Man, I did, you know, you warned me going into it that it was going to be a weird movie, and it did not disappoint. I thought it was entertaining. I actually enjoyed it. Like going through it, it's it's a fun movie. Like it doesn't try to take itself too seriously. It moves along pretty quickly. Glenn slash Glenda is in fact one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. Oh but, come on, dude! The first time that that Glenn slash Glenda pops up on the screen, it's a little it, it's a little frightening. But overall, uh, absolutely solid, solid movie. What I would say, one of my favorites on the franchise. Oh so okay. Far. I like this movie for just how weird and unique it is. I don't know if it's... I can necessarily call it good. I can call it fun. Yeah, entertaining. Yeah. You know, they took a big swing. They tried something different. And, yeah, that's that's Seated Chucky. That, that, that sounds about right. Uh, so the point of this podcast is we are here to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies. And you can check out our current list of rules on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror, where we have our 59 rules on there. And so we're going to go through the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our list. So spoiler alert for Seated Chucky. If you've seen the earlier ones, I'd recommend this one just because. Why not? It's not bad. <laughs> no, if you're if you're looking for something fun to watch, like it's nice. It's even good second monitor watching. Like if you're if you're busy doing work, you know, it's not a very serious slasher film. It definitely leans more into the comedy route. So it's. It's something you can watch a little more casually. Great background movie. Great movie to watch over some beers with your buddies. Absolutely. Uh, it's quite the ride. This, <laughs> for those, uh, you know, everyone should know by now, we're on episode 111 of this this podcast. And you should know by now that this is not a safer work podcast. Seed of Chucky is not safe for work. <laughs> Not in the slightest. So, do with that information what you will. It's going to get weird and a little raunchy up in here today. All right, you ready to jump into this thing, bud? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's jump into the plot of Seed of Chucky. The movie begins with semen. Yes, you you warned me of that going into the movie, and I only believed you about 60%. 
that's actually how it started, but you were, in fact, not bluffing. I was not bluffing. That That is how we start. Uh, it is... Back in Bride of Chucky, the previous movie, we we witnessed Chucky and Tiffany, the killer dolls, have sex, and now we see, you know, it's it's like back to uh, human sexuality class, uh, sex ed. We're seeing uh, the 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 semen swimming up the channel and fertilizing the egg. It is not. It's uh, it goes on for a, a while. The entire title sequence. The entire title sequence is, is this, and that's how you know we're in for something. And this gives birth to baby Glenn. Now, now I'm going to just throw this out there ahead of time. Way ahead of this time, this movie is 2004. Glenn slash Glenda is going to be like a gender fluid character. Ultimately, they are going to become Glenn. So I'm going to refer to him as Glenn this entire time. It's a little bit of a split personality thing, but for simplicity's sake and, and for the dominant sake, I guess, Glenn is going to, we're just going to refer to him as Glenn. Just because that's the, he ultimately chooses to be a guy. Right, and I, I agree, that definitely kind of threw me for a loop, kind of in a good way, I suppose, that that was a topic that was even brought up in a movie made in 2004. Yeah. I mean, I, it was definitely not, not something I was expecting as, uh, as his parents talked about, you know, gender politics, basically, of what, what they want. But a lot of gender politics in this movie, shocking yeah. amount of gender politics in this movie. <laughs> For a direct-to-DVD Oh, no, no, this one, this one was slash. theatrical. This one was theatrical. This, no, there's no way this movie actually came out in theaters. It absolutely really? did. It didn't do very well in theaters, which is why the next couple were straight-to-DVD. But this one was in theaters. I wonder why. <laughs> so this is Glenn, the child of Chucky and Tiffany. Glenn is voiced by none other than Billy Boyd, Pippin the Hobbit from Lord of the Rings. What a turn. And so, I mean, this is, I can't remember the exact uh, timings of the Lord of the Ring movies, but this has got to be going around during yeah, uh, uh, Return of the King, right? The year after Return of the King. Oh. So, you know. Really went in for a passion project after finishing off uh, Peter Jackson's trilogy. You know, he launches off the springboard that is Lord of the Rings and lands directly in Seed of Chucky. I mean, what else can you, what else do you need? How much further, like, up can you really go? Yeah. Like, like he sh- the only thing higher than the Lord of the Rings trilogy is probably the Chucky, the Child's Play franchise. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. So Glenn is a doll person, killer thing. Not, not, I guess not a killer, but like a doll person, just like his parents. Um, what, what cracks me up is he has a Made in Japan like sticker, basically, or like it, it's written on his wrist. That cracks me up. <laughs> but it cuts to several years later, because Chucky, if you remember, Chucky and Tiffany, they died at the end of Bride of Chucky. So apparently Glenn was found by just this dude, uh, this ventriloquist guy, who uses Glenn as like his ventriloquist puppet in his act for years. This goes on for years. And so he's just over in England being a ventriloquist dummy, but he can talk. <laughs> right. You know, kind of, a little bit of cheating, but who, how else do you get ahead in the ventriloquist game? So that, that's where we meet our, our character, Glenn. He, he has nightmares about murdering people. And he knows nothing about himself except he believes he's Japanese because it says made in Japan on his wrist. Which has some pretty, pretty golden references later in the movie. Yes. He teaches himself Japanese. He knows martial arts. <laughs> but he's played by Billy Boyd. I don't know. I, this is hilarious. I love it. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, the events of the previous four movies have inspired Hollywood to make a film. You know, Chucky and Tiffany become an urban legend. 
It was never confirmed that the dolls killed anyone, but that's kind of the urban legend. So they're making a movie in Hollywood about Chucky and Tiffany. And they have the Chucky and Tiffany dolls as props. The originals, nonetheless. I don't know if they're the original. I mean, it's probably the original Tiffany, but the original Chucky, I don't know what version of Chucky we're on by now. Oh, that's true. That's true. I feel like there's a lot of bouncing around there. Right. And we're introduced to a few characters here. First is Tony. He is our special effects guy. And he's actually played by himself. He's a, he, This is the real-life special effects guy for the movie, Tony Gardner. He's done a metric crap ton of movies. Amazing, amazing special effects. And he plays himself in this movie. He's working on this film. There's a lot of those roles in this movie, aren't there? Yes, there's quite a few. That's a, that's a much more minor one. Uh, Tony's not long for this movie. He's going to die pretty quickly. But, I, that, you know, it's a small one that I really like. But the big one is Jennifer Tilly who voices Tiffany, but now she's playing herself, and she's acting, playing the character Tiffany in this new meta Chucky movie. It's crazy. It definitely threw me for a loop, because then I had to keep on remembering if Jennifer Tilly was in any previous Chucky's as herself. No. And it took me it took me a while to remember, just because it's been a few months since I've watched any of these movies, is that, yes, she does the voice, the character... Because I can't remember who played Tiffany before she turned into the doll. Jennifer Tilly. It was, yep. so for, but only for, you know, yep. a few minutes, right? Correct. So she played Tiffany right. human, she voices Tiffany the doll, and now she's also playing herself. Mm-hmm. So it's a little confusing, but it's just it's just crazy. And Jennifer Tilly is acting in this movie, so it's it's gone, it's gone crazy. Mm-hmm. Jennifer has an assistant named Joan who's very judgmental. That's her character. She's just kind oh, of a judgmental yeah. bitch. Yeah. yeah, nothing, nothing really much else to her character other than uh, other being a judgmental bitch. Yeah. So, but Joan tells uh, Jennifer because Jennifer is looking for a new role. She doesn't want to just do horror movies. The artist rapper Redman, who I'm not familiar with, are you? Uh, you know, I've I've listened to some of his stuff. I definitely know his name, and I'm like familiar with his work, but uh, not someone I listen to constantly. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't name a single Redman song. Um, so I don't know if there's any references like beyond just him being in the movie that are completely lost on me. But Redman is in this movie playing himself, and he is directing an, a, a movie coming up. He's going to direct an epic version of the Bible. And he's looking for someone to play the Virgin Mary. And Jennifer Tilly wants to be in it. She wants to play Mary. Naturally. Yeah, yep. So back in England, Glenn sees a news report about this upcoming Chucky movie, and he sees Chucky and Tiffany are being interviewed by a reporter, and Chucky has the Made in Japan tattoo, whatever, on his wrist. So Glenn figures out immediately, like, oh, those are my parents. I'm going to go to Hollywood and go see him. Easy decision. Well done, Glenn. You figured that out in a snap. He did. So he escapes from the, the puppeteer person, and, and he just, like, all of a sudden he's in Hollywood. He's just there. It shows up exactly where he needs to be at exactly the right time. Very like convenient. A, like a good song. <laughs> so meanwhile, Jennifer, she auditions for the part of Mary for Redman. And Redman decides on she's gonna he's going to cast Julia Roberts instead. But Tiffany hates Julia Roberts, so she's really pissed. So she decides she's going to seduce Redman to get the part in the movie. Invites him over to her house that night for dinner. Yeah, Q, Q Jones' uh, judgmental stare. And comments. Yeah, this feels, um, you know, this is aged in a way, you know, the whole Hollywood uh, producer grossness. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what, was this produced by the Weinsteins? It, it 
very well it very well could have been Scream 3 features this icky kind of sleeping to get parts with producers kind of stuff, and the Weinsteins did produce that movie, though, so that's interesting. Oh, awkward. Yeah. So Redman agrees he's, he's going to come over to her house later for dinner, just dinner. So dinner, talk about the role. Yeah, yeah. Glenn finds Chucky and Tiffany in, like, a prop room with a whole bunch of, like, monsters and stuff in it, and it, it's revealed he has the amulet of Dambala from the last movie. Somehow he still has it. That's fine, whatever. We'll let it slide. And he reads the words, and he brings Chucky and Tiffany back to life. He reveals that he's their son, or daughter, child? There you go. Their seed. <laughs> their seed, exactly. And so they don't know either. They can't tell. So, so they look, and he's a real Ken doll. There's, you know, he's not anatomically correct. So they don't know. Just very, very flat. You know, the easiest way to decide or figure out what gender. Yeah, uh, so they, uh, Chucky wants Glenn to be a boy, so he calls him Glenn, and uh, Tiffany wants Glenn to be a girl, so she calls her Glenda. Yeah. Uh, which is like a, any good parents. Yep. It, this movie's crazy, man. So Tony, he comes in, he's going to do some work on the dolls, because they, they were malfunctioning earlier, and so he starts opening up Tiffany's back, and inside he finds organs, blood and guts. Which is weird because so is this the first time they ever had to do work on, on yes. her during during this? It's, but she's she's very resilient. If they're already into filming this movie and they've never had to or check the innards, the organs didn't come back until Glenn did the voodoo spell. Oh, genius! Yes, that makes way more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. So Tony, he's like, oh my god, I might be in a horror movie. You know, the first rule of surviving horror movies: you got to realize you're in one. Unfortunately, he's going to have no time to do anything with that information because Chucky and Tiffany decapitate him. Easy. Instantly. Easy. Uh, so that's the end of Tony. I have no rule violations for him. The guy had no chance. No, he, he did not have a chance to make a right or wrong decision. So they're covered in blood now, and they start making out, and Glenn sees all this. And Glenn didn't know they were killers. Glenn, rule number one, I think your parents are serial killers. That's a whole other horror movie. <laughs> Maybe time to get out of there. I know you probably want to be reunited with your parents, but turns out the first, like, 15 minutes with them, not a lot of good signs they're good people. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, you know, rule 11 is get out. Get out! It's a little tough. They're, they're, they are his parents, and, and Glenn is a child. He's, like, right. six. It's tough. It's real tough, but that's what you should do at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, family isn't everything. You know, family can be toxic. Family can be serial killers, and you know you don't necessarily right. want that negativity around you. You lasted. You made it the first six years of your life without them. You don't need them now. You already taught yourself Japanese. You taught yourself karate. Like you're doing all right. You yeah. got a good ventriloquist uh, career going with your tandem of you and I can't remember what that guy's name. Uh, is. His name was Sykes. They, Sykes, that's right. And honestly, they he see. could do a solo show now. He could. Jennifer comes in, and she finds Tony's severed head and assumes it's a prop, but eventually figures it out and calls the cops, to, and the cops come, and, you know, there's been a murder. Um, the first one that she's been at. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think she's in a horror movie yet, because this could be, she, she just found a body, you know, maybe she's in a horror movie, but, like, this could be completely unrelated, and as soon as she gets the cops involved, it's kind of done. Right. Like, I'm not fully there for Jennifer Tilly yet. No. No, I'm with you. 
So the press, they they try and interview Jennifer Paparazzi's here. Uh, one of the main paparazzi guys, a guy named Pete Peters. Pete is played by uh, famous director John Waters in an acting role. John Waters makes a lot of really weird movies, so it only makes sense that he's in this. It is, it is pretty fitting. I'm trying to think of some other weird movies made by John Waters, but I'm blanking on them right now. Uh, Pink Flamingos. See, it is Pink Flamingos. It's probably his most Serial famous. Mom, right? Uh, yes. Cry so Baby. Okay. Uh, Multiple Maniacs. A very fitting role for him. Yeah, yeah. This this makes a ton of sense. But he's just like a standard paparazzi guy. Pretty base character. And there also is Jennifer's limo driver, a guy named Stan, who is, he's in love with Jennifer. They're kind of dating. There's no other personality to this guy. No, that's all he's got. He is, he is limo driver that loves his person he's driving around yeah and she seems to like him so, yeah you know there's there's a there's a chance there's something there uh and chucky tiffany and glenn they all sneak into the limo basically the plan is because uh, they overhear her talking about a uh, red man coming over so <laughs> tiffany wants jennifer's tilly's body so she can be a star and chucky will get red man's it's great they'll be the new hollywood power couple but glenn needs a body so they're like okay we'll just we'll just knock up jennifer tilly and boom we're good. Uh, we'll give the baby's body to Glenn. Easy. Perfect. Great plan. So Jennifer calls Joan to tell her all about the murders and stuff like that. And to, like to have her come over and help her get ready for Red Man coming over. So they get back to her house and Chucky, Tiffany, and Glenn, they all hide in the attic. And I love this. Glenn asks them why they kill people. And basically this movie just turns into like a family drama out of nowhere. A little bit, a little bit, a little 12 steps. Yeah, uh, basically, <laughs> killing is treated as an addiction in this movie. Tiffany wants them to beat it to set a good example for their kid. Chucky has no interest. He wants to keep on killing because he likes it. I mean, who can blame him? It's the only thing he's good at. That's true. That's true. And then Chucky also expects Glenn to follow in his footsteps and be a killer himself. Glenn, you might be in a horror movie. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's sign number two that your parents might have a problem. Big old uh-oh on that one. Chucky uh, does agree to stop killing, but he is lying and he has his fingers crossed. Classic. So Joan, she she's very judgmental for Jennifer's plan to sleep with Redman to get through all of the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. And she, Jennifer ends up firing her. I can't blame her. You know, do you cast like, do you throw shade at your boss's personal life? Right. Like, no. you're not. As, as right as you may be, it's not your place to, to voice that to your boss. Yeah, Jennifer is making her own decision. Joan, do your damn job. Rule number three. Yeah. Just just help her out and then yeah. go home. Absolutely. And keep getting a paycheck. <laughs> not that this has anything to do with the horror movie, but still. Joan gets <laughs> Good fired. Good life advice. In, Good life advice. Yes. You know, if it really bothers you that much, start looking for a new job. But, you know, you don't need to get fired for this. Right. So that now the movie's going to get pretty weird now. If it hadn't already, here's where it gets really weird. So their plan is to knock out Jennifer Tilly and use a turkey baser to impregnate her with Chucky's seed. So Chucky has to go masturbate into a cup to get that ready. And he's looking through all the different magazine choices and he picks a horror movie magazine and <laughs> masturbates gotta, to the gore. Other, girl, other girls are too tall. Too yep. pretty. You gotta go. You gotta go with the horror movie. So, so that's what we're doing. We we get multiple shots of Chucky doing his business, which is <laughs> I, 
more than I ever cared to see. Yeah, did you need this in your life? Nah, I, you know, I didn't know I did, and then it turned out I still didn't need it. So Joan leaves, which allows paparazzi Pete Peters to sneak in and start taking photos. And Redman gets here, too. So Redman and uh, Jennifer, they're getting romantic. And uh, uh, Jennifer gets some champagne out, which Tiffany had drugged. But instead, they decide not to drink the champagne, and they're just going to get down to business. So <laughs> Tiffany just knocks them, knocks uh, Redman out. Naturally. Yeah, you know, sometimes the subtle approach doesn't work. And what's great is Pete Peters, meanwhile, he's outside taking photos, and he sees Chucky up in the bathroom still jerking it. Yeah, thinking, thinking that it's a little person just yep. out there doing their business. And yep. He's, he sees he's just loving it. He sees Chucky and Tiffany running around. A couple of little people are getting freaky over at uh, the Tilly house. Yep. So Redman's knocked out, and finally, Jennifer Tilly sees Tiffany and realizes she is in a horror movie. Yeah, no excuse at this point. Yep. And to her credit, she does run for it. You know, rule number 28 is run, bitch, run. Run, bitch! And she does. She does. Unfortunately, she has broken rule number 34, which is wear sensible footwear. Shoes. 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 Oh, my God. Shoes. She put on some nice heels to dress up all sexy. And you know what? There is no place for that in society. She should be wearing either running shoes or hiking boots. That is the only two options. Or I guess she could be barefoot. She's in her own house. But she should not be wearing heels right now. It's, you know, if you're in a horror movie, there's there's only a few sensible options for footwear. And you never know when a horror movie is going to start with you in it. So therefore, you should never wear these shoes. Is that why you, you don't wear any? Yeah, that's why I don't wear heels. All right. That's fair. Yeah. It's a smart, it's a smart decision. And it's a decision everyone should make. Absolutely. It's, it's simply practical. Uh, so she ends up tripping. <laughs> she tries to run again, but Tiffany ends up throwing an award at her head and knocking Jennifer out. So they're both out cold, but Chucky spots Pete Peters escaping over the fence. So he knows that's a loose end. They're going to have to tie up to get away with this because uh, he's, he, who knows what's on his camera. Right. It's really weird. You know, this is a horror movie, but we're kind of coming at it from the antagonist point of view, which is really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, normally we're talking about like the protagonist's like survival, but yeah. you know, this is an unusual perspective for a movie. Yeah, I, even in uh, a lot of the previous installments in this franchise, we have a different different characters we're really focused on, and Chucky makes appearances, and then like we slowly start to see his perspective from things. From start to end this time around, it's all Chucky and Tiffany and Gwen. Yeah, it's 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 the Chucky family. Yeah. So they drag the bodies upstairs, and uh, Tiffany gets to work in impregnating Jennifer. <laughs> Yikes. Um, and Chucky, he decides he's going to go take out Pete Peters and brings Glenn with him for some uh, father-son bonding time. Like, the probably the best uh, idea he's had. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get close with your new Japanese son. <laughs> and you know what? It is a good thing that Glenn goes with. Like, if you're not going to run away, the other option here is to follow rule number 55, connect with the villain. There you go. Bye. Nurture, nurture that relationship, and maybe he won't kill you. Yeah, and that's he does follow that to a T. He does try and stick a, a little bit closer to Chucky than he probably should, but it's better, you know, if you're going to stick around, you might as well be on Chucky's good side. 
Yeah. So they work together to drive a car down the road, but they get cut off by none other than Britney Spears. Who'd have thunk? With a custom vanity license plate. Yep. Now, this is not actually Britney Spears. The, you know, some actress playing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has not aged that well. No. Because, we, you know, back then, I th- when that movie came out, I think you know, society was pretty anti-Britney. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a very pro-Britney society now. We are. We are. So she we're cuts back. off Chucky and flips him off. <laughs> Rule number four, don't be a menace. No. No, you know, I mean, when you, when you cut, off, cut off Chucky, nothing good is going to happen. Well, you never know who's going to flip out. I mean, like uh, two summers ago, there's a whole movie with Russell Crowe about this called, uh, I think it's Unhinged or something like that. Oh, no. Just road rage. So she, you know, Chucky runs Brittany off the road and kills her. Mm-hmm. Uh, rule number four, don't be a menace. No. Even if you're Brittany Spears. Yeah. Pete is developing his pictures, and then all of a sudden Chucky appears in his dark room behind him. How the fuck did that doll get here? <laughs> Zero idea. Just kind of appeared. So I guess, does Pete have, like, other, like, employees or coworkers who are pranking him? Or is somebody else in his building who put the doll there? Right. Unclear, Pete, you might be in a horror movie. You might be. And ju- judging on, like, your personal skills that we've seen so far in this movie, I'm guessing you don't have a ton of friends that are going to be uh, pulling these pranks on you. Yeah. Very, very fair to assume that that's something spooky is going on. And to make things worse, he looks back at his uh, developing photo, and the little person he thought was masturbating in the bathroom was actually Chucky. Pete, you're in a horror movie. You're in a horror movie. You're you're officially no no two ways about it. So he looks back, and Chucky's vanished again. Um, and he starts looking around, trying to find Chucky. He should really be locking and loading at this point. Rule five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of Chucky, he finds Glenn, who tries to warn him that Chucky's dangling from the ceiling above him. But Pete panics, backs into his shelf, and knocks a jar of acid on his head, and Pete dies. Unfortunate. Rule 10, don't panic. No. Even when you're in a horror movie, you gotta stay calm. Yeah. So Chucky doesn't even do anything here. It's all Glenn by accident. And Chucky's so proud of Glenn because he thought it was on purpose. He's like, oh, you're gonna make a great killer. He's a natural. Chip off the old block. Amen. The next morning, Jennifer and Redman, they wake up in bed, and neither of them remember much. They figured they, they got it on. Mm-hmm. But they don't remember anything. Uh, meanwhile, Tiffany's reading a 12-step book to try and stop killing, and she's like, oh, I need to make amends. And so she calls the widow of one of her victims to apologize. Just a tra- traumatic experience, I'm sure, for whoever was on the other end of that call. Yeah, good job. But Tiffany's trying. So that night, Jennifer has Redman over for dinner again. And Jennifer tells him she's pregnant. And he says, not me. I had a vasectomy when I moved out to L.A. I ain't no dummy. He ain't no dummy. That's what all the cool kids do these days is get vasectomies. Darn right. Amen. (laughs) So he's like, it's not mine. And she's like, but I haven't had sex with anybody else in over a year. So what? But the best part is Redman. He's like, well, since you're pregnant, you can't play the Virgin Mary anymore. Because... And I, I quote, uh, my vision for Mary is that she's, you know, hot. Damn. Hell yeah, of course. <laughs> so Tiffany is very pissed off about this blatant sexism. So when uh, Tiff- uh, Jennifer gets a phone call and goes into the other room where she learns about Pete Peter's murder, <laughs> Tiffany just goes in and stabs Redmond in the dick and kills him. Easy. Taking out all of his entrails in the, in the process. Very nice and gory. Yes. Very very good kill. I like this one a lot. And that's it for Red Bad. 
Yeah, and then he's he's done. You know, Jennifer Tilly tells him to drop dead, and he in fact does. Yep, and and she leaves to go somewhere, and yeah. he's just dead. I don't have any rule violations from besides rule four: don't be a menace. No, no, but the the second death she has been around. Yep. Uh, so far in this movie. With a little explanation. And uh, with the Pete Peters death, there's photos of her that he was developing. So yes. three deaths all connected to her. Oof. Not great. And then Glenn walks in and sees Tiffany standing over Redman's body. So he's just like freaking out. Like his eye is twitching. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Until something something's going on in that weird little doll brain. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn's losing it. And for the record, I think Glenn's kind of cute. I think he's a little adorable. Like, I, I think as a character he's alright. I think he's a hideous looking thing. Aw, poor Glenn. And poor poor Glenn. I try to get past that and see see his personality, but holy shit, his <laughs> his father is right that he is just one ugly duck thing. <laughs> so it turns out because this was a voodoo pregnancy that they're doing here it's going to be extremely accelerated so jennifer tilly wakes up the next morning ready to pop easy ready to go just like a 24-hour pregnancy or something like that Mm. (laughs) does not sound fun no i mean actually probably better than nine months of it that is true you know that'd be an interesting question what would they rather do be pregnant for a two days or nine months and i bet you they'll all say two days I would imagine. I wonder if you get, like, all of the pain and, like, all of the cravings consolidated to those 48 mm. hours. Or or if they just, it's, like, eight months and 28 days never happen. Hmm. Interesting. Something we'll have to dig into. <laughs> Tweet at us. What would you rather do? <laughs> Jennifer calls Joan, just freaking out. Jennifer, you, you fired her. Yeah, well, yeah. You're, you don't really got a right to you have a right to fire her, but then you don't really have a right to uh, to come and like complain to her afterwards. And Chucky and Tiffany want to make sure she doesn't talk too much, so Chucky attacks Jennifer while Tiffany Oof. gets on the phone, who and she has the exact same voice as Jennifer Tilly right. to confuse Joan and like throw her off the scent. And confused me a few times too, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Jennifer, rule number one, you're back in the horror movie. You'd lost your memories previously. Not your fault, but uh, you're back in it now. No two ways about it. So Chucky ends up tying Jennifer up uh, to the bed. And then Chucky and Tiffany argue about murdering and gender and and blah, 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 blah. And Glenn steps in and it's like, hey, what, is, what about what I want? You guys are arguing about me. What about what I want? And you know what? That This is some good parenting lessons here. Right. You know, you can't always do what your kid wants, but it's important to ask for input. Absolutely. Even when, and I think they eventually do, and he's he's still a little confused too, but I don't blame him. So Glenn ultimately is like, hey, sometimes I want to be a boy, sometimes I want to be a girl. Can't I be both? This movie is very ahead of its time. I was going to say, very, very progressive for yeah. a 2004 movie. Yeah, 2004 was a rough time. And he doesn't want to be a killer, period. So Tiffany, she's super accepting. She's like, you be whatever you want to be, that's fine. And we won't be doing any more killing. Mm-hmm. Chucky is like, fuck this. I'm going to keep on killing. And then he finds Redman's body, so he knows Tiffany hasn't kept her under the bargain. And that was going to be Chucky's body, so he's really pissed. He's like, hey, what the fuck? Who will he find now? So Tiffany gets on the phone and calls Stan to come over. Cut to Stan is tied to the bed. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Stan, what a simp. You just fallen for it right away. 
Stan, you were in a horror movie. You're in a horror movie. You're now tied to a bed, albeit with the woman of your dreams, but now yeah. potentially being killed by a killer couple dolls. I'm sure he's dreamed of being tied to a bed by Jennifer Tilly before, but not right. like this. Yeah, he was like 90, 90% of the way there, and then the monkey's paw curled. <laughs> kind of changed, changed up the situation a little bit. So Joan arrives, and she uses the spare key to get in and accidentally triggers the alarm, which is going to bring the police and the end of this se- uh, the sequence. But Joan's here now, and she goes upstairs, sees the bodies on the floor, and Jennifer and Stan tied to the bed. Joan, rule number one, you are in a horror movie. You're in a horror movie. Nothing. It's all going to keep on going down from here. Jennifer does try to warn Joan, but it's too late. A figure yeah. appears out of the bathroom and lights Joan on fire. A very, something I was not expecting. I was expecting her to die, probably not by fire. Rule number 10, don't panic. No. Gima, what were you, what were you taught in school if you were ever on fire? Uh, man, I can't even, I can't even remember. We focused too much on quicksand. That's fair. I was going to say stop, believe, drop, and roll. I, I believe stop, drop, and roll was up there, which I don't think she did any of those three things. Nope. She panicked and threw herself over the railing and falls to the, the first floor and dies. Ouch. Rule number 10, don't panic. Stop, drop, and roll. Just take it easy. But that's it for Joan. The killer is revealed to be Glenn, who all of a sudden now has a split personality, a female split personality named Glenda, who's a psychotic killer. Very much like his mother. Yep. And this is just like a reference to Psycho. Right. So now we have Glenda here. And yeah, it, Tiffany ends up slapping Glenda to bring Glenn back. <laughs> it's it's just utter badness. And it keeps getting worse. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer ends up giving birth to a boy and a girl. So they think, oh, we can do like a, we can split Glenn and Glenda. And we can put one in the boy, one in the girl. Boom. Now there's two kids. Easy. Not a direction I thought this movie was going to go, but... <laughs> Why haven't we ever thought of that like, as a society? <laughs> Meanwhile, the cops pull up, so they're running out of time to get all this done, and everyone's just freaking out, and Chucky has had enough of this shit, and he's like, you know what? I don't want to be human. I don't want to have to be a freaking Tiffany's driver or driver around all day. Mm-hmm. I like being a killer doll. Right. It's awesome. Which, I mean, to be fair, he's probably right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't age when you're a doll. You don't need to eat. You know, you just kind of have it a little bit easier. And this is a huge turning point in the series because every moment up until now, mm-hmm. Chucky's goal has been to get a, a new body. And right. now we're, we're done with that for the rest of the series. It's over. Really? Yeah. Chucky has new motivation from here on out. Interesting. So, big turning point. Tiffany doesn't like this. She she wants a real man in her life, so she breaks up with Chucky. You know what? Probably fair. They, you have tried to kill each other multiple times. Right, things are probably a little beyond repair by now. So Chucky pulls out his knife, and he's going to throw it at Tiffany. Stan, meanwhile, has gotten his hands untied, which is great. Rule 17, never give up. The next thing you try might work. Go ahead and work on untying yeah. yourself. He throws himself in front of the knife to save Tiffany, the killer doll's life. Ugh, just a true white knight. In what might be not only the worst move of this movie, but one of the worst moves I've ever seen in any movie. Mm-hmm. It'd be one thing if he was trying to save Jennifer Tilly, but why Tiffany the doll? Right, what connection do you have to her other than that she sounds like the love of your life? She like, tied you to a bed. She's a doll, right. 
Right. She tied you to bed. She's not there to help you. So Stan dies from this, and, and it's just baffling. Rule 30, don't be a good Samaritan. No. Look out for yourself. Look out for number one. If Chucky kills Tiffany, that's one less murderous doll running around. Very true. A net positive for society. And the cops are outside. You mm-hmm. only have to last a couple more minutes. Right. You're Frickin playing Stan. defense here. Stan is a fucking idiot. What what a simp. Not not a lot of decisions in the movie, but even lots of good ones. Really far in the front for Night of the Living Club, I think, at this point. Absolutely. This is an abomination of a move. Mm-hmm. Tiffany gets the knife and she throws it at Chucky and, and hits him. And the cops end up entering and finding everyone dead. The doll's gone. Jennifer Tilly is alive with her two babies. Just what a mess. chaos. All right. So let, let's let's head to the, the third act of this movie, the, the final climax. Jennifer and her babies are taken to the hospital. The cops clear her because she couldn't have done these murders because she was tied to the bed. That said, she did tell an absolutely insane story about killer dolls, so they're not sure she should be a mother. Right, a, a, a story that multiple people in this universe now have told of these killer dolls. Yep, but, I mean, who's going to believe that? I don't know. I, I would be hard to believe it, too, except if I was on, like, the sixth installment of, of killings. Yeah, but... When it comes to, you know, making sure you keep custody of your kids, I guess rule number nine, be careful what you say and how you say it. Sure. That's fair. So Jennifer's laying in her hospital bed, and it's revealed Glenn and Tiffany are under the bed in her room. Tiffany still wants Jennifer's body. Huh. There's a whole movie called Jennifer's Body. Huh. That's funny. Okay. And she puts drugs in Jennifer's IV to knock her out. Before they can do anything else, though, Chucky starts axing his way into the room with a big Shining reference. Which I, I'm, I'm glad they held off on going the whole, here's Chucky line. Yeah. They decided to go the, the meta route. Yeah, which I, much better, much better. Right. So Tiffany starts the ritual, and it, you know we're led to believe it doesn't work, that she's switching her souls with Jennifer Tilly. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be revealed this worked. Yeah. Tiffany and Jennifer switch. Yeah, it went through. And right as she finishes the ritual, <laughs> Chucky th- puts an axe into her head, seemingly killing Tiffany. But what actually happened here is the switch occurred. Jennifer Tilly is now in the doll, and Tiffany's in Jennifer Tilly's body. So Chucky really just killed Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly is dead. Ugh, gone, gone, but not forgotten. So for Jennifer, I don't even know what to say. No, it's just kind of screwed. You know, if you're dealing with voodoo magic bullshit, it's a little tough. Right. You know, she she did wear uh, high heels, but that's not what led to her getting her killed. Mm-hmm. But that is a rule violation. Mm-hmm. And then she spent the rest of the movie basically tied up. Right. Not a whole lot she could do. The only... And, and then, to make it worse, she got drugged by Tiffany. Yep. So the only other minor rule violation I can give her is rule number 33, never assume you're safe. All right. And But that's minor. I think, that, I, I think t- Jennifer was screwed. Yeah. Yeah, really tough. No matter what she did, she was always just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. But that's it for Jennifer Tilly. But uh, Glenn believes his mother is dead. So he engages in a kung fu fight with Chucky. Going back to his Japanese roots. He knocks the axe out of Chucky's hands. For Chucky, rule seven, don't leave your weapon behind. Firmly grasp it. Right. Proceeds to basically 
kick Chucky's ass. Mm-hmm. And then Tiffany, who's now in Jennifer Tilly's body, slides the axe to Glenn, and he cuts Chucky to pieces and then finally decapitates him. Gone once again. Rule number six, double tap. You know, we're, we're big proponents of the decapitation on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. Absolutely. You gotta, you gotta make sure it's all final. And especially for a six-year-old kid doll person, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we cut to five years later, and, you know, we're having a birthday party, a five-year birthday party for Glenn and Glenda. Looks like they, they did the thing where they transferred the souls, one into Glenn, one into Glenda. Mm-hmm. Glenn is a sweet, innocent child. Glenda is probably a murderer. Psychopath. Yes. Terrifying. Yes. So the nanny, uh, Fulvia, she's complaining to who she assumes is Jennifer Tilly about Glenda. And eventually she gets fired for complaining about the child. Or no, no, no. She quits. She ends up quitting. She doesn't get fired. Mm -hmm. She quits. And as soon as she turns around, (laughs) Tiffany attacks and kills Fulvia. Shame. Continuing her ways. Not much she could have done there. wasn't built in a day. Yeah. <laughs> Not much she could have done there. Who could have predicted movie star Jennifer Tilly being a psychopath? Right. Meanwhile, outside, Glenn gets a birthday present, and it turns out to be Chucky's arm that's still alive, and it, it attacks him. Terrifying. There's there's no limit to what Chucky can do. And that's the end of the movie. That's, that is Seed of Chucky. And that's it. What, what a ride. A, a ride from opening title sequence to... Below epilogue they have. I have no new rules because almost all the characters never realized they were in a horror movie for more than like a minute. No, it was all, all kind of, you know, too late for them once they figured it out. Let's give out some awards. Uh, right. First, we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character the best job at following the rules. This is, of course, based off Randy from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Uh, who are you thinking for this one? This one's going to be tough, I think. I think it is really tough. I think... You know, I think we usually, when I think about this award, think about the victims and who, like, had had the least uh, least amount of fuck-ups along the way. But I actually think I have to give it to Tiffany because at the end, she is supposedly one of the few that are still alive. She made the right decisions in her relationship with Chucky to stay alive and no one to want to separate from him. And at the end of the day, she's the one in a human body. Which okay. was which was her ultimate goal. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought of Tiffany. The only other one I had out there was Glenn. Just because for like a six-year-old, you know, he probably should have yeah. left his parents earlier on. Yeah. I can't blame him too much for sticking around. But then he is the one who took Chucky on that with his true. axe and killed him. That's true. I, I didn't even, I probably should have thought about that more. I think I agree with you, I think. Glenn, yeah. I mean, obviously also ended up in a human body yeah. at the end. And I don't love giving the award to the killers in this. No. You know, I think you make good points about Tiffany, but I, I think I want to give it to Glenn just because he's not one of the killers and still did a pretty solid job considering he's six or seven. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Billy Boyd went in a Randy Meeks merit badge. All right. You'd love to see it. Next, we have Night of the Living Club, which goes to the character to the worst job at following the rules. This is, of course, based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. And we should just change this award to, to the Stan. I know. I was thinking. I, 
I don't think there's someone that even comes close. This is Stan blows everyone else out of the water with one of the single worst moves in the entirety yes. of the series yeah. uh, of this podcast. Just being a simp. It's it's frankly embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So Stan, you good with Stan? Stan the simp. I'm Stan. Stan the simp is good for me. All right, Stan is the Night of the Living Pleb, but he's not so living anymore. Uh, that's Cena Chucky. That's Cena Chucky. Holy crap, we're, what, like two-thirds through the franchise now? Uh, five-eighths. Oh, wow, okay. We're getting so we there. Three left. So next up would that's be crazy. Curse of Chucky, okay. which is my personal favorite. Okay. Uh, so here's what's on the wheel today. We have a super-secret bonus episode, a special episode. That's on slot number one that I have not revealed to the audience. We also have It from 2017. Okay, nice. Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss, Tremors 2, Aftershocks, Curse of Chucky, Leprechaun Returns, the sixth episode of the Scream TV show, Betrayed, and finally, Chef's Choice, which is where I get to pick my own movie. All right. All right. I will spin the wheel because we are not in the same location. No, that that sounds good to me. I will sit and watch you via the internet. And we have the super secret uh, special episode that you will find out what that is next week. Next time you hear us, you will finally know what this special episode is. I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to hear it. You want to give any social media or anything? Uh, Nope. I do not. (laughs) Good man. Very wise. Well, thanks for doing this, dude. Yeah, thanks. It's it's a bummer we couldn't do it in our in our usual fashion, but I'm glad we we still made it work. Yeah. Now, when we do uh, Curse of Chucky, we'll do it uh, in the same place, though. Absolutely, that's something that, plan to me. That one's an occasion. I I can believe it. It does it get a little bit more back into its slasher roots. I would say it's the most horror slashery one. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, uh, I think it's the the darkest one. I think okay. the next two, six and seven, are the two darkest ones. Interesting. I'm looking yeah, forward I'm, to it. I'm excited. I love Curse of Chucky. Anything else, dude? Nope. That's it for me. All right. Well, you can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror. And go ahead and give us any five-star reviews on your podcast listener of choice. Uh, thanks a lot, man. All right. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.